to Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary. In each episode, we will highlight either an essential oil or herb that will optimize your health. Sit back and flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty of aromatherapy. Hello everybody, this is A. Gregory Luna, and welcome back to another episode of Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary. I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to talk about one of my favorite oils, vetiver. And I'll explain why it's one of my favorite, because it crosses out two things that I find important in my life. Before we begin, the website that Katie and I created is called Naturopathic Earth. Please go check out all the articles that we have there. We have some essential oil recipes. We have one for cologne, how to make your own cologne, your own deodorant, your own pest repellents, your own cleaner. I mean, there's so many things you can do with aromatherapy, and that's why I think you guys are drawn to aromatherapy. It's because it's a great naturopathic alternative health outlet for people who don't want to use conventional cleaners and big pharma solutions, quote-unquote. So go visit the website. If you'd really like the content, please consider donating to our crowdfunding account through Patreon. Click on the link on the episode notes. You can donate whatever you'd like to donate. $5 a month would be would be fantastic, and we would really appreciate that. Another way to support us is to buy my ebook on Amazon Kindle or Barnes & Noble Nook called Confessions of an Obese Child for $2.99. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. And some of you might not have ever had to deal with food addiction or addictions in general, but it is a fun read of what it was like in the 80s to grow up overweight. If you are interested in that topic, of course, uh, the third podcast and the NPE family is Confessions of an Obese Child, so go check out that podcast feed. And lastly, I'm a holistic, paleo-inspired health coach, so if you're in the need for weight loss or someone to help you clean out all the toxins in your life, contact me. The pricing is on the website. And lastly, lastly, I recommend you listen to Holistic Health News, which is our flagship podcast, and we cover a wide variety of topics on that podcast, mostly has to do with bringing awareness to things that are killing us or hurting us and why that is, what's the agenda behind it, and so forth. And we also have episodes on inner gender dynamics and addiction and some other issues, so go check that out. All right, let's talk about vetiver. So one of the reasons I love vetiver is because it's renowned for two things that I find to be important. One is insomnia. It's a great oil for insomnia, and I've had a history of that. I have a series on naturopathic earth called the Sleep Insomnia Chronicles where I detail my insomnia and uh, it's reoccurring. It's not bad right now at all, but uh, the last really bad one I had was two years ago when it was so bad it ended my last relationship, serious relationship. Uh, So it's something that I struggle with on and off. And the other thing that I love about vetiver, it's a natural aphrodisiac. So look, can you really hate an oil? That makes you more in the mood for having sex. Really? Can you? So look, let's cover some of the history. If you want to know, vetiver does come from South Asia. It comes from the Indian and Sri Lanka area. Sri Lanka used to be called Ceylon, for you geography nerds. Vetiver has been known as the oil of tranquility and the fragrance of the soil. The plant name is Vetiveria zizanoideus. 
perspective for you botanical people. And it's known for its grounding, sensuous, and deeply calming scent. Vetiver belongs to the grass family and is sometimes referred to as vetivert or coos. If you look at vetiver, it has like these very thick green leaves. It's quite a large uh, plant or root. I guess it's more of a plant. And in ancient times, vetiver was used for a wide variety of applications. Uh, even today, it's known for being put in perfumes and colognes, similar to bergamot. We did one on bergamot recently, uh, similar to cedarwood and sandalwood, uh, which is common in colognes. But it was used in perfumes and soaps. At one point in ancient era, and sometimes perhaps in India, you can still see this, is that it was used as a cooling beverage and used for sorbets. Nice drink. Though, in general, though, I don't recommend you start drinking uh, vetiver, just pure, pure vetiver oil right now. That's a big no-no. Also, it was commonly used for grass mats back in the old days because the dried-out roots uh, together would end up kind of making air cold as it passed through the roots. And so it had this effect of cooling down the, the houses back in ancient times. And also the nice kind of side effect of that was that you had this kind of comforting, earthy fragrance that would emanate into the house. And also, as we'll talk about later, vetiver is a great insect repellent as well. So it was commonly used for thatched roofs and baskets, and blankets, and bedding, and stuff like that in the olden days. Later in the Middle Ages, vetiver was commonly used with colognes. Yeah, we used colognes back then. And as I mentioned in an article I wrote about a month ago, a do-it-yourself uh, essential oil cologne, just remember, guys, colognes and perfumes mask your pheromones. They mask your sex scent that attracts the opposite sex. So... If you're going to use them, use them sparingly, even even the do-it-yourself uh, oil ones, because it is blocking the odor that the opposite sex finds attractive, especially you men. Your musk is found very attractive by women uh, when they're ovulating. <laughs> but uh, that's neither near nor there. In Ayurvedic or Indian practices, vetiver is commonly used for a wide variety of things, like a lot of these oils, but arthritis and joint issues and headaches and loss of energy. It's a very popular oil in the Ayurvedic world, uh, partly because of its effects to reduce stress. Also in Chinese medicine, vetiver was used by traditional medicine to soothe and replenish dry skin. And it was typically used when patients suffered from a deficiency or lack of yin which is the opposite of yang, right? Which often resulted in problems uh, with the mind, such as depression. So we'll talk about the, its mental health effects. Okay, so let's get to its major indications. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'd like you to have a takeaway for a given oil, because a lot of these oils do overlap. For example, many of them are very good for headaches, and many of them are good for skin issues. So, vetiver is good as a natural aphrodisiac. I can just hear Barry White's music. You millennials and Gen Zers probably have no idea who that is. So I don't know, Zane. I don't know who you guys listen to to get it on the weekend. 
but it's known to stir up the loins, similar to sandalwood, which is another one that's great for your aphrodisiac. There was a 2010 study published in the journal Hormones and Behavior that first suggested that it's great for getting it on. Researchers discover that when cortisol is elevated in times of stress, testosterone responds by elevating as well. The problem is that eventually the testosterone levels bottom out at a much lower level than before cortisol kicks in. And so what they did was they had a, a group of people who were given vetiver oil and one that were not given vetiver oil, and they noticed that the testosterone levels of those who were given vetiver oil increased, which is great. And as I mentioned, vetiver is aphrodisiac, but it's also calming and kind of a sedative, which I think is really important for men in terms of sexuality because men have the onus of maintaining uh, the erection. And so if you have an oil that can make the man, I suppose you could say perform better, but also at the same time kind of be relaxed, I mean, it's it's the best of both worlds, you could say, right? So it's a natural oil in raising testosterone levels. We do have an episode of Holistic Health News about ooh, episode 110 about low T, the scam that is low T, and all these hormone replacement drugs that they want you to take. And we, we mentioned how there's a lot of natural ways to increase your testosterone in terms of herbs and so forth. And so this is one of them. You can drop in some vetiver oil. So it's a great aphrodisiac. So that's great. Let's move on. As I mentioned, it's great for anxiety and nervousness. There was a study in 2015 that investigated vetiver oil as a tool to help with anxiety and the neurological actions in the central amygdaloid nucleus. And that part of the brain is connected to emotions. And so what they did was they gave vetiver oil to rats. And when they did that, they noticed that it affected this part of the brain. And they noticed that it affected this part of the brain as well as Valium did. And Valium, of course, is a famous benzodiazepine drug that's used as a sedative. I think of Spaceballs, if you've ever seen that movie. Prince Valium is the one that's marrying Prince of the Slay, and he's always sleepy. But uh, the benzos, Xanax, Ativan, Clonopin, all these drugs, and they're known to have horrible side effects and withdrawal, and many people can't get off of them. So look, why not take an oil that is proven to be just as effective as those very harsh big pharma drugs? So connected to this would be vetiver is great for insomnia, for sleeping issues, as I've already mentioned. So those are the two kind of big takeaways I want you to have with vetiver, and that it's great as a natural aphrodisiac to have sex. It naturally increases testosterone for you men. I forgot to mention that it's also good for PMS issues with women. And then the other big takeaway, it's good for anxiety, nervousness, kind of adrenal fatigue if you're releasing too much cortisol. It's great for insomnia. But I'm also going to mention some other ones that it's known to help with. It is effective in repelling termites. I'm not really going to spend too much time on that because I think that most of you don't live in a place where you have a lot of termite issues. But just kind of remember uh, that it's very helpful in 
fighting away those 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 ants that kind of look like termites. I honestly couldn't tell you the difference when I would look at them. But yes, they treat those. Another benefit of vetiver is that it's very good for attention issues. You know, there's other oils that do that as well. If you think of rosemary, um, bergamot, but it does treat AD, ADHD. There was a study done in 2001 by a doctor named Terry Friedman who found that vetiver is effective in treating children with ADHD. The case study was conducted for two years and involved 40 children. Now, granted, that's not a lot between 6 and 12 years old, and 20 of the children were not diagnosed with ADHD. They served as the control group, and 20 were diagnosed. And then the essential oils that were used in this study were vetiver, along with lavender and cedarwood, which we already have episodes on. And what they did was they tested one at a time for 30 days per oil. The children used an inhalation device at night and inhaled the essential oil about three times a day, when they were feeling scattered. The final results were very promising, especially for lavender, as it increased performance by 53%, and cedarwood, as it increased by 83%. But vetiver was the big winner at 100%. 100%. So this study found that relaxing, calming properties of vetiver helped the children combat their ADHD and ADD. So if any of you have kids with that issue, and there's a lot of oils that can help with that. And also remember, guys, as I've mentioned previously, the food dyes. The food dyes are a big, big issue with kids ADD, ADHD. We have a couple of articles on that. Just food dyes in general exacerbate ADD issues. They're directly connected to behavioral issues like that. So you got to purge those from your family's diet. A couple other things. Vetiver is great for scars or marks on the skin. We've mentioned mostly practically every oil is good at this, but again, just a kind of a guideline for every oil. Vetiver is really good for promoting scarring and rejuvenating the skin. This is why you see it commonly put in cosmetics or used in natural lotions uh, because it's it's known since ancient times in, in South Asia to kind of be an anti-aging oil and it helps with cracks and marks and pox and some acne and with burning issues. And one of the kind of ancillary effects is that vetiver is a good antiseptic meaning that you can apply it to living tissue and, and it cleans and it, it reduces infection. So rubbing alcohol, for example, peroxide, these are classic antiseptics that you can have in your house. And so vetiver is pretty good. I would not say it's the gold standard of antimicrobials or antiseptics in the aromatherapeutic world, but it is good for killing infections or bugs or wounds or cuts on the integumentary or the skin system. The last things I want to mention about vetiver is that they're really good. The oil is very good as well for soothing the body. So like muscle issues, muscle aches, stiffness, it helps with inflammation. Let's say you've overdone a workout. These are all things as well. It boosts circulation. The best booster of circulation is going to be dry sauna. Hang out in a dry sauna. Ooh, that, that will change your life. We've mentioned in a Holistic Health News episode that uh, doing a dry sauna 15 minutes a day for four days a week only 
drops your all-risk mortality by 67%, and your chances of Alzheimer's by 67%. So go check out that episode. But that's about it in terms of the major indications. I want to try to keep these episodes short, as I've mentioned, ad nauseum. So like the big takeaways for vetiver, it's relaxing, calming. It's great for anxiety. It's great for insomnia. It's great for ADD and ADHD issues if you're having problems concentrating, especially for the, the little ones. It's a great aphrodisiac. It's a great natural raiser of testosterone. It's also overall good for reproduction. So if you're trying to conceive a child, it's one of those great oils to diffuse. Uh, it's great for PMS as well. It's great for skin issues. So any scars and cracks. It's great as a natural perfume or a natural cologne. These are all great as well. And vetiver is not an oil that you want to drink. Um, you can prepare vetiver kind of water, but I'm not really going to cover that because I don't think a lot of you are going to drink vetiver water. But in general, it's not recommended as an oil to ingest, as most of the oils we've covered in this series are not recommended. I think bergamot, if I remember correctly, is one of those that you can drink. But as a whole, like a drop or two, okay, no, don't down the whole bottle. Pregnant women, nursing women in general should stay away from, from oils. And um, children as well, you need to be careful with the children. Don't let them drink the whole bottle. But, you know, as with many times, in many cases with these oils, apply it to a small area with a carrier oil and see how your skin replies to it, and then you can go from there. Some people like to use vetiver in the ear as well as a way to clear out ear infections. Just a couple of recipes really fast that would use vetiver. As always, guys, use good quality oils. I would, I'm not associated in any way at all with doTERRA or Young Living, which I suppose are the two most popular like higher quality brands, but use higher quality, organic, 100% certified quality ones. Because if you buy the crappy ones on Amazon, I mean, they, they don't smell like the oil and they put a lot of fillers, of course, to make it cheaper. But a good sleep blend, for example, you could do maybe three drops of vetiver, I would certainly do lavender. Of course, lavender is probably the par excellence in terms of relaxation. So you can do a couple drops of lavender. Uh, you could do a, a drop or two of frankincense. And you can diffuse that. You just light up that diffuser there. If you're looking for stress, kind of the same thing. You know, you could throw in some vetiver, throw in some lavender. You could do maybe a little chamomile. You know, we like to drink chamomile, so it makes sense that the oil would be kind of relaxing. And you can do that, and you can diffuse that, or you can put that like in an ounce of carrier oil, like coconut oil or almond oil, and just kind of blend that into the area of your body uh, that you're feeling really stressed out. A lot of people like to do it behind the ears. Uh, some people like to do it on the abdomen. I probably recommend do it somewhere in the, the ear, ear area. So those are some great ones, too. For pain relief, you can do, I mean, there's a lot of good oils for pain. Right, eucalyptus would be good for pain. Uh, myrrh is good for pain. Lemon's good for pain, and you can just kind of massage it into whatever area you're having some issues. Also, vetiver is great to put in a bath, uh, given that it's so relaxing. You can put it in a hot bath. 
You can use it as vapor therapy. If you have a nebulizer or a vapor treatment, you can do that. And as I mentioned before, uh, vetiver is great for lotions, moisturizers for the skin. It has such a great odor. It's just so relaxing. That's just a great odor. It's one of those oils that you really don't see in like the top eight of oils. But it really should be because though it's not like the most the, the most effective antimicrobial, which is one of the reasons people love oils, but if you look at all of its other benefits, right, it, it's relaxing, it's soothing, it has a great odor, it's great for sleep, it's great for sex. It's just one of those oils that you should have in your arsenal uh, because there's a lot of good things you can use with it and just also do-it-yourself stuff like with the lotions and the colognes and the perfumes. And, of course, you can use it as a spray to clean as you all, but I would probably wouldn't recommend it as, as a cleaner oil. All right, guys, those are just the main takeaways. Of course, there's other things that this oil does well, but I just want you to know the takeaways are, are the mainly the calming, the sedative stuff, the insomnia, the sex stuff. Those are the big ones. As always, guys, hit the subscribe button. It would only take you two seconds. And as always, post a review for Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary. And while you're doing that, share this episode stream. I share this episode and the podcast to friends of yours that like aromatherapy. And, and also, post a review for Holistic Health News, our flagship. We would really appreciate it. And go check out the essential oil recipes on Naturopathic Earth. Until next time, God bless. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com for innumerable essential oil recipes, our Facebook page at Holistic Health News, and our Twitter and Instagram feeds at Holistic News Now. Spread the word about the benefits of aromatherapy, herbalism, and naturopathy. And remember our motto at Naturopathic Earth, let food be thine medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time.